Good morning, peeps, and welcome to the football podcast where we discuss news and give opinions on the beautiful game. You can, of course, join us on Twitter at Football Pods. And if you click subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast, you'll get every new episode straight to your phone. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? Well, it's been a bit of a bleak few days for Manchester United in the transfer market while other teams have been making moves. Um, it's becoming apparent that, potentially apparent, that Manchester United don't have the same pulling power as they would have done if they were in the Champions League and, indeed, the same pulling power that they used to have. We're looking at the Darwin Nunes uh, chase, for example, and transfer guru Fabrizio Romano still has Manchester United in the chase, but clearly Liverpool lead the chase to sign Darwin Nunes now. They're prepared, apparently, to pay £85 million. That's that's, uh, from a credible source, The Guardian. Um, to which uh, Romano contributes. Uh, but he, as I said, he still thinks that Manchester United are talking to Nunes' agent, George Mendes, who, as we have said, has affiliations with Manchester United through various transfers in the past. But I think it's a bit of a wake-up call, the lack of activity at Manchester United. They, of course, don't want to sign mediocre players, and especially as someone like Eric Ten Hag, a perfectionist, he wants the best of the best. But it is becoming apparent that Man United may not be able to go for that straight away. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool got Nunes. I mean, if you just look at it from the outside, unless he was a Man United fan or unless George Mendes persuades him otherwise that Man United is a bigger club than Liverpool. Liverpool uh, lost in the Champions League final. They got to the last day of the season. And if the, in, in, in any normal season, they would have won the Premier League. And they also won two cups. So although I feel that it's a, a slightly transitional period now for Liverpool with Sadio Mane leaving, with Firmino and, and Salah uh, in their 30s now. Um, they've re- really been yeah, absolutely critical to Liverpool's success, but they're making changes and Liverpool are prepared to pay that money. But, you know, from the outside, you'd imagine Nunes would be like, yeah, I want to play Champions League football. I want to be in a really competitive side. I think I could take them to the next level. But at the same time, you know, the one mitigating factor for him is he probably thinks... I'm more likely to get a game straight away at Man United because Liverpool's so much competition for places, especially up top. Um, Diaz and, and Jota have come in over the last year or two and been sensational. So you know, so much competition for places that he can't expect to start every game. So maybe the mercurial or the, 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 the brilliant Eric Ten Hag, I should say, could persuade him to come to Manchester United. But I'm not sure it's going to happen. And the point of what I'm saying is that I think Manchester United fans are going to have to start managing expectations. I've seen a lot of uh, nastiness on Twitter and social media over the last couple of days about how useless Man United are in the transfer market. Now it's going to be another Fellaini summer where we have all these incredible targets and end up getting nout. But I think... When, when Ten Hag first came in, there were murmurs that he was expected, as well as having a transfer kitty, he was expected to get a lot more out of the current team. And, you know, it was only, it was, it was only a year or so ago when we were lauding Manchester United and thinking that they were about to make a title push. They finished second in the league without Varane, without Sancho, without Ronaldo. And, you know, I remember Man United playing against Liverpool in the FA Cup and winning 3-2 and being the better team. That, of course, Liverpool at that point had a lot of big injuries to their side. And that's why they only just managed to sneak into the Champions League right at the end of the window, right at the end of the season, season before last. 
So, you know, things could change very quickly. But United did have a competitive team at that point, And they added Varane, Sancho, Ronaldo. And, you know, we couldn't possibly have expected things to have gone so badly. The managerial change didn't help, of course. I do feel Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sort of had to go. But the, the appointment of Ragnik was an absolute disaster. Man United should have tried to get a manager in early. But, again, maybe they've been careful this time. Maybe they have waited uh, for the right guy to come along. Uh, just like Liverpool waited for Virgil van Dijk, waited for Alisson, waited for those key figures that they brought into their side, which really made the difference. Pardon me. So, Man United may have to be be patient in terms of the transfers that they make this season. The slight worry is just the numbers in the squad. You know, we've we've talked about how United have lost six players already this summer: uh, Pogba, Matic, Mata, Lingard, Lee Grant, and Cavani, all gone. Eric Bailly and Axel Tuinzebi expected to leave. Phil Jones could, well, if a decent offer comes in for him, he will surely be gone. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Man United are open to offers. And that's 10 players. Uh, Alex Tellez, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he left and I wouldn't be disappointed if he left. That's a whole, that's a whole 11 players that could feasibly, really feasibly leave Man United this summer. So they're going to have to bring some players in. But also, it's a big squad. And Eric Ten Hag is expected to get more out of the current squad. So I just want to go, th- go through the team and have a look at the players that could, you know, be deemed uh, top-class players if they're playing on form throughout that eleven that we currently have. Let's forget about transfers just for a second. Don't worry, I will be going back to them. Uh, but David De Gea in goal, great servant for Man United. I heard Paul, Paul Scholes talking recently about how Man United could have been in, releg- in a relegation scrap in the last few seasons had De Gea not been in goal for them, uh, such as being his impact and importance. I think, you know, he's an amazing shot, shot stopper. He's got a great pair of hands. Like, he's really tidy with his hands. I always remember Edwin van der Sar. The ball stuck to his hands like glue. And, and De Gea is similar. Like, he will block a lot of shots with his feet and with his hands and punch away. But he's also excellent at catching the ball. Excellent at coming for it. The one thing that, that perhaps lets him down, although he's not a terrible distributor of the ball with his feet, but he's not, when you look at the likes of, I mean, Edison is pretty much peerless. Alisson's really good with his feet. Uh, De Gea's not at, that, not at that level. And, you know, for a team under Eric Ten Hag, which will be looking to play out from the back, the odd 30, 40, 50-yard pass even is almost expected from the keeper. And De Gea's not too bad at that, but again... Could probably improve there. And in terms of getting proper coaching, which these players don't seem to have had proper coaching for the last few years, Ten Hag is a coach. He's a world-class coach. And he'll probably look at that area of the game and say to De Gea, all I want you to do is ping 30-yard passes in training. All day long, pinging the passes. Um, and, and hopefully we shall see some improvement there. Left back, Luke Shaw. Always been a fan of Luke Shaw. Now, of course, he's had serious injury problems through his career. But in the last couple of seasons... He's reached the apex of his form, basically. He scored a goal in the European Championship final uh, for England. Uh, they so so close, so nearly won. But at that point, he was pretty much you know, on top form. And he had a decent season for United again. He was injured again uh, throughout the season. He probably missed three months of the season through injury. But I don't think many fans, Man United fans, would argue that he is an excellent player. He's England's best left-back when he's fit and on form. He is Man United's best left-back by an absolute country mile. And do we need another left-back? Not really. I'd be happy if Brandon Williams was back up to, to Luke Shaw. I do think Brandon Williams is a decent player. Like, maybe not... Well, he's definitely not of Shaw's quality, just in terms of distribution stuff. But he's a hard-working, tenacious footballer who bleeds for the shirt. 
and um, local lad, and I'd be happy for him to be the understudy to Shaw because uh, you know he'll always put in a shift. So happy for him to be left back, get rid of Tellez. And then in the centre-back positions, Harry Maguire had a decent game for England against Germany the other night, you know, playing against top-class opposition. He, there were a couple of, he was wrong-footed a couple of times, but he also, his form looked as if, his form and confidence looked as if it was improving somewhat from, uh, from uh, the worst season he could ever possibly have. Death threats. You know, he came into the season on the back of some horrific uh, problems whilst he was on holiday. Maybe that was a season before, but that's just rumbling on, the court earrings and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and his, his head's gone completely. His confidence is gone. He's the captain of Man United. And he's a good lad. And, it, you know, when he first came to United, he was brilliant. I remember him playing first game of the season against Chelsea. <clears throat> and on match of the day all the pundits on match of the day were saying this is exactly what Man United have been missing in defence somebody with composure who can bring the ball out of defence and just is calm under pressure and he was all those things and he is all those things when he's on his game so Harry Maguire still got a future at the club uh, you know Man United are not going to get anywhere near 80 million for him so there's no way they're going to sell him this summer anyway because his stock is so low and you know on form Harry Maguire, I remember before the Europa League final, uh, it was Man United were desperate to get him fit for the Europa League final two seasons ago because he was Man United's stalwart. He was the captain and he was pretty much the, one of the best players at the time. So the, the, the player is in there. It just, he just needs to be brought out, some confidence to come back into his game. Again, Ten Hag coaching will be, will be great for, for Harry. So, you know, on form... Easily good enough to be playing in a successful Man United team. Raphael Varane next to him, world-class player. Again, didn't have his best first season at Man United, but so much change going on around him. Couldn't keep fit. Uh, missed too many games. If, if, if some buts, but if Varane can stay fit this season, you know, be wrapped in cotton wool to a degree. Just not overplayed. Just given minutes at crucial times and just get build up his strength in his body. We all know he's an absolute quality player. And we saw it in glimpses in the season gone by, the speed of him, you know, the, the, the decisiveness. He's an excellent player. He, his passing's brilliant off both feet. He just doesn't muck about and he's excellent. And, you know, I, I'm totally happy to have him in the centre of defence, regardless of a mixed first season in which he must have been absolutely horrified that, at the fact he'd signed for Man United, even though he's always apparently harboured a desire to go to the Premier League and to Man United since uh, Sir Alex courted him many, many years ago. Um, he's yeah. It, it was a shocker for him, but it can only get better this season. And I think it's going to be a way, way, way better season for all of these players. The, the last season is just going to be a bad memory. Um, right back, big problem area for Manchester United. I have completely lost faith in Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I th- always thought he was a brilliant defender, if that was all he was being asked to do, and. Now, in that res- in that respect, I sort of feel that he might even have been a better. His career, I think, will a- the apex of his career could well be when he's playing in a three in in a, a three at the back. So as a central defender on the right hand side, because he's not good enough going forward. We all know that he's not good enough going forward um, to be a really top fullback. And fullbacks slash wingbacks are some of the most important players in the whole team now. They're not just defenders anymore. They need to get up and down that line. He's got the engine to get up and down the line, but his distribution is just not good enough. And uh, so yeah, so you know, he's a, a brilliant defender, and that's why I think as a, he might work out better as a centre back ultimately because he just doesn't have that that quality 
uh, going up and down the line. Look at somebody like Cancelo, I, completely the other end of the scale. He's just an absolute dream of a player, more of an attacker than a defender, but does it, you know, does the defending well enough? But it's just absolutely incredible with his distribution. Opens up teams like Rambasaka just doesn't have that about him. And so I, I wouldn't be picking him next season. Uh, I, th- I think he should be si- sold, if possible. Maybe get 20 million for him, add to the coffers. But then who else have we got a right back? Well, Diogo Dallo. Again, in glimpses, he's promised a lot in flashes. But too often, too often he makes the wrong decision. He looks like a really poor player at times. He's inconsistent. But constant talk of... Um, Ten Hag wanting to keep him, thinking there's a player in there, thinking he can develop him, and maybe this is where we'll see. Maybe Dallow could be the most improved player for Man United next season. We'll really see an improvement there, but I do believe that that's an area where Man United absolutely have to strengthen when you look at the side in the squad in general. Who's going to play there? Uh, maybe players coming through the youth team. I think there's Alvaro Fernandez, but I don't know if he's a right back or a left back actually. And there's Garnach. Oh no, Garnach has a left winger. But uh, Fernandez might be a right back. But again, like clutching at straws, Man United need a right back. Midfield. Uh, Scott McTominay was one of the best players for United towards the end of last season. He's got to be a decent squad player at least. And, you know, always puts in a shift. Really strong physical presence in there. And he's got a great engine too. Uh, so, you know, happy with him as a squad player. United do need to reinforce the midfield. But Scott McTominay, decent player could be part of a successful Man United squad. Um, Fred, mm, got to go. Uh, eventually, he's got to go. But again, he, he's got the right attitude. He's got a good temperament. He, at least he you know, works hard when he puts on the shirt. He looks like he, he, he's, he's fighting for the shirt. But again, just inconsistent, too many mistakes. Um, you, you just don't know what you're going to get from him from game to game. But I don't mind Fred, but you know, I, ultimately, I think he should be sold. Uh, Bruno Fernandes. A, oh, and also, just, just going back to the midfield, Donny van der Beek, Eric Ten Hag, last couple of days we've heard he wants to give um, Donny van der Beek game time, and absolutely he should. Man United fans have always quite liked him. Not the managers haven't, but Man United fans have, and you know perhaps we could see McTominay next to van der Beek in the midfield next season. It would be a far less defensive setup like that, and two defensive midfielders has always felt just a bit alien to Man United's philosophy. Like, United should be on the front foot attacking. Maybe they're going to be a bit more porous with Donny van der Beek in there, but at least they'll be on the front foot looking to to dominate opponents rather than just to shut up shop, which has been too often the case. Man United's best performances under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer were games like Man City, where United just didn't have any control of the ball whatsoever. It was all, it was just, um, you know, defending on the, the whole team defending on the 18-yard line and, and hitting City on the break. That's not a vintage Man United side, regardless of the positive results that he may have got. And then Bruno Fernandes, again, been massively off form over the last season, but he, he is one of United's main men and he will be at the top of that midfield. Um, then we've got up top Man United, have got Cristiano Ronaldo, who, despite... Uh, playing with just a rabble around him last season. Still, his standards were high and he scored more than 20 goals for United. And I think he got better as the season went on. There were times in the middle of the season when he just looked he looked his age. But then he came back towards the end of the season. He was scoring loads of goals for United, looking sharp again, working really hard. And I just cannot wait 
to see a smile on his face again because I think that he's, his loyalty to United this season will pay off. Like, obviously, there aren't too many suitors that could pay the wages that Man United are paying for him anyway, but he's made it clear right from the off that he wants to stay at United for another year. And I think... I think he's going to have a way better... He's got to pay dividends. I think he's going to have a way better uh, season. I think he's going to get much better service with a proper structure around him that Ten Hag will imp- will instill in the team. And uh, he's going to get... Yeah, he's going to have a much better season. So he, I do, do think we're going to see smiles on the face. And I think I think United have got a chance of silverware uh, this season. I think it's going to be a good story. So on the right, we've got Jaden Sancho. Um, I, I can't tell you how much... I love this player and how excited I was that he came to the club. He looks so ordinary now. He's not even getting in the England side. But again, not being given good direction, not being coached properly. And these are all the things that are going to change in this Manchester United under Eric Ten Hag. So looking forward to seeing Jadon Sancho. Uh, and, you know, it, it on form, few there are a few better than him. He absolutely, he's absolutely frightening going forward. Horror, an absolute nightmare for defenders to mark. To uh, to try and try and better because he just he just floats past drifts past players like a knife through butter, and uh, scores goals, assists so many goals, and so we're going to get much better service from him next season, whether he's playing on the right or the left. And then Rashford, another c- classic case of a brilliant player who's just been, I mean, you you couldn't even imagine the depths that he would go to in terms of his form. Like, every single time he's on the ball, he seems to make the wrong decision. He's trying too hard. He always works hard and puts in his shift, but the body language has changed. He doesn't look like a happy, sprightly young lad anymore. He looks like a guy with the weight of the world on his shoulders. But there's a player in there. Apparently, Tottenham tried to sign him recently. Man United have said, and Rashford have said, no way, he's not going anywhere. So which I'm just hoping that Eric Ten Hag, I'm, I'm more than hoping, I'm, I'm optimistic that Ten Hag will take all these players aside and give them specific roles within the team and that things will become much clearer. The storm clouds will clear and all of these players will start enjoying their football again as part of a team rather than just a group of individuals. So I've gone through that 11 now. For me, the areas that really need a bit of help are the central midfield and the right full-back position. Apart from that, United have got very, very good players in all of those positions. We haven't got into the, you know, the backup, the players who will play in place of those players when, when injuries occur. But there are a lot of them. There are a lot of good players still at Manchester United, and we've got rid of just players who I feel, you know, journeymen, mercenaries, players like Pogba, players like Matic, who, you know, they're, they're decent pros, but they never, just never really seem to have mass, completely have their heart in it. Edinson Cavani, another one, desperate to get out of Manchester. It, you know, Ole had to persuade him to stay after the first season. He really wanted to go after the first season. And, you know, you can't blame him. He doesn't, he's not, you know, he's not a local lad and he, you know, he wanted to go and play somewhere else. That's up to him, but you need players who just going to be hungry and going to absolutely do everything they possibly can for the club. So let's not get too down in the mouth about a lack of transfers. Even if Man United, you know, do have a fillet any summer, there's a lot of quality in that squad. And with the right management, things can go in the right direction. Let's see what happens. Anyway, have a great day, peeps.